some of you saw this in the bulletin this morning because I had some asked about it, but uh, if you didn't see or you missed, this is the book, One Word, we're going to be going through this on a weekly basis, and our lessons on Sunday nights next year are going to be based out of this book. So this is a, a daily devotional, One Word, it's organized around words that have a great deal of doctrinal significance, and it's one word every week, and there's a lesson for Monday through Friday. You go through these on your own time, a devotional period you set aside, and someone explains something to you, you just look at, whenever it's convenient for you. It has a scripture, it has a meditation, a, a thought for you, and then it has a, a challenge at the end, something you want to strive to do. And at the end of that week, on that Sunday evening, I'll present a, a lesson that relates to that word. It helps to tie all of this together. I think this will be beneficial for all of us to learn and to grow and to uh, undertake this together. So uh, I'd encourage you to participate in this. Uh, these books are available in the office. There's one free for every household if you're the type that wants uh, more than one because you are just quiet and lazy and say, God, I have one, I'd like to buy this or whatever, then every additional book will be $5 and that's just going to cost you something. So uh, I encourage you to take on those, participate in that, and we'll begin doing this the first week in January. So technically that Monday is New Year's Eve, December 31st. So you've still got the rest of this week or next Sunday to pick this up and then get started on this December 31st. You know, if you think it's a good idea. So, there you go. Uh, I do encourage you to participate. Now, as for our lesson this evening, I saw Brother Taylor yesterday, and he asked if we were planning on leaving town. And I said, well, we're leaving Sunday night after services. And he said, well, then make it short so we can get out of town. And I take uh, my responsibility to speaking to you guys very seriously. And so I can answer our lesson this evening. Imagine for a few moments that a new constitutional convention has been called. We'll say it's a state constitution for the sake of argument. We're just trying to uh, write a new constitution for Texas just about since the time the last one was written because it's so cumbersome. So let's say that this convention has been called, and for whatever reason, you have been tasked with drafting this new constitution. But there's a catch. You can only list ten provisions. These ten laws are going to be foundational for the government of the state. What would you do with them? You'd probably have a law against murder. That's not very helpful. You'd probably have some sort of protection of private property rights. That's not very helpful. Would you make a law against In fact, if anything, our modern American society seems to be built on a foundation of pro-covetousness. Greed, for lack of a better term, is good, as Jordan Jeffress says. We want, we desire, we need things. And for as much as we've been talking about the positive aspects of this season, we do over the last several weeks, and I think we'll do it this time, in fact, I think I'm going to do it this time, uh, that as it is with consumerism, and we have really ruined what we have. So it's not likely that one of our ten laws would be against covetousness. And yet, 
that God drafts you to contribution for his people is good. But it's still the work of the man, you notice, doesn't thank God at all. 
with us. It's all about what Jesus has done and what he's accomplished. His attitude reminds me a lot of the Pharisees in Matthew 6. Let me read to you what Jesus said to them. You might want to write this down. If you're not familiar with Shen Village, then you should have played the Pelican Hill at home. Said uh, during the middle of the Civil War, he had the farm Hubert Sons Farm Dog. And his goal is to remain neutral. He doesn't want any part of this project. He's a widower. And his wife, of his dying passion, he has raised her three children as Christian. Now, he doesn't claim to be a Christian scholar or anything like that. And so early on in the movie, we get this scene at the dinner table. And she says, great. And he says, Lord, we cleared this land. We plowed it. It wouldn't be here, and we wouldn't be eating it if we hadn't done it all ourselves. Lord, dog bone hard for every crumb and morsel. So thank you, Lord, for the land that you've given us to work on. That's the attitude that this man has. You notice it's all about what I've done and what I'm going to do. I'll do this. I'll tear down my barns. I'll dig, build bigger barns. Jesus doesn't say that a certain man works doggone hard <laughs> to make wealth. He says the land that this man gets owned, that he worked hard, yeah, but that's to build bigger barns, to make wider barns, to knock down larger barns, to own God who created the fertility of as easily could have just wiped all the farmers as they walked around it. This man blesses God, every bit of it. And he says, I'm going to do the same thing. He's treated secondly because he works hard for the Lord. And that's a natural consequence of his ingratitude. These two things are related. He's trapped into self-absorption and materialism. He thinks only of himself, his own farm, his own, his own needs. He thinks that he's the one who provided all of this. If he had gratitude toward God, he would have kept the Old Testament law. What did the law say about this judgment? Deuteronomy 6. That he give the first fruits of it to God. And so he would have been concerned with doing that instead of just thinking about how he was going to just tear down his farm build bigger barns. He would have said, how can I use this that God has given me to enrich others? Instead of just what he says, how can I give up all that I have? We see that in our text this morning. Let's pray. Gracious Lord God, amassing a fortune for our own good and for the sake of the things of this life, to the neglect of the spiritual welfare of our families. When we don't contribute as we could to the church because we're so concerned about earthly goods, fill us, challenge us in the time and effort we put into your kingdom. Lord, let's all see if we can contribute to that. 10%? 
source of 